Hi everyone, welcome to Training with Casey, where we explore animal training and living our best lives with animals. I'm Joseph Laughlin, producer of this podcast, and now here's your host, Casey Covert. Let's get started. Hey, welcome everyone to Training with Casey. This is your host, Casey Cover, and today my special guest is Sylvia Machalewska, right? Yes, <laughs> perfect. I kind of speak Polish now. One part, <laughs> one name, not even a word. So, Sylvia, I have been so impressed with your training. And it's not just seeing how you train in the, you know, in regards to the teaching materials, but the products of your training, because you have not one, but two um Rhodesian Ridgebacks which are well known to be some of the easiest dogs in the world to train right yes and they're very (laughs) predatory and one of the first things you did is make sure that you can call your dogs off of game so Everybody stay tuned because we're going to actually see video of this later on in the podcast. Remember, you can see the podcast also on YouTube. So this one will make available with the accompanying video. So to get started, uh, we prepared some questions and Guys, everybody that speaks a different language than English is a little bit hesitant to come on a podcast, um, you know, where they have to speak English, which isn't necessarily the native tongue. And I told Sylvia, don't worry, it's your English is way better than my Polish. But what we did do is we took time so that Sylvia could be, you know, could write her answers in English and then uh, think about them and so on. So we have those answers written down here. So it's kind of a test, Sylvia. If if I ask you a question, you give a different answer, I'll be able to say, nope, that's not how it happened. (laughs) Okay. So one of the things I always ask everybody, because I'm wondering how in the world did Sylvia in Poland know about SATs and about Casey Cover? So- do you want to talk about it? Yes, because I oh, Sats, well, yes, Sats is just amazing thing. And I heard about Sats many years ago from my Rhodesian Ridgeback breeder. And this breeder is also a dog trainer. Okay. And she showed me a film where a dog was being vaccinated and this dog was very calm. And I was so surprised that someone could dog with an animal in such a way. And uh, that is what sparked my curiosity, you know. It it was it was amazing. Because and, that, that was a real-time training video, and it was only like a little over a minute long, less than yes. two minutes. And yes. the vet goes, oh, this is an easy dog. And the owner goes, yeah, well, remember last time he was screaming his head off? And the vet goes, oh, yeah, he's not such an easy dog. But we didn't even, 
we couldn't tell that there was ever a problem with him because he was so perfect. Mm -hmm. And it just took one minute. So yeah, yeah and so there are so many dogs which behave like crazy when uh, they are in vets or uh, yes, it's it, it was it was like magic for me. Cool. That's very cool. So you were yeah. interested from then on in connecting with SATs? Uh, you know, a few years later, uh, I heard about SATs again. Uh, well, uh, I, I was attending a doc, doc training and behavior modification course in order to gain my professional certification. And once again, I was shown the same video about SATs. <gasps> yes. It's haunting and, you. Yes, yes. And I figured that must be a sign, you know, and I began to search for any information about SATs and about your methodology and about everything. And I found your website uh, so that you teach the course in United States and thought that I would never be able to finish such a course because, you know, United yeah. States, Poland, it's, it's impossible. Complicated and expensive, <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, and I saw there was a possibility to register to your online course. So uh, I was I was really happy. It was a great opportunity for me. Well, and I love working with you. I'm so glad you persisted. And we're trying. We're trying to make it easier and easier for people to find this and so forth. Uh, I, I guess I'm always working on the technique and explaining the technique. And I'm just learning to work on getting the word out there. So we're, we're working on it. Maybe you'll be able to help us get it to the right people. <laughs> so you said that you were most interested in the bridges. Had you heard yes. about the intermediate bridge already? Uh, before uh, my... No, I hope. I think my internet is not working so well now. You look good from here. Okay. Do you can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So okay. Um, bridges is um, bridges is. I think that bridges is uh, the most uh, uh, magical thing in SATS for me. Be because it, I was so surprised how much faster you can achieve uh, your goals, you know, how much much faster you can, um, uh, your results could be achieved. Yeah. And and how, how simple it, how easy it is for dogs. Because my reachback understood the idea of, of bridges immediately. It was, it was wow. And uh, we start to use bridges. And we achieved so many goals. Yeah, so, it, we, we find that even if we don't teach them the meaning of the bridge, which we normally do teach them. Yes. If you just start using, they just inherently get it. Mm -hmm. And the intermediate bridges just dissolve away the latency. You know, whereas uh, like one of the people that's a podcast fan wrote about she was telling her dog, will you please go over and touch that thing? 
And he looks at her, goes over and takes a drink and then goes over and touches the thing. Like, yeah, I'll do it on my own time, on my own terms. When she started using the intermediate bridge, he just immediately goes over, touches the thing and comes back to her. It's mm -hmm. not an argument. It's a different presentation that just kind of unleashes the dog's potential and eliminates the resistance. Yes. It's funny because there are many trainers that I respect that have not even looked at the intermediate bridge. And I asked one that is a highly respected trainer. And like a number of the other trainers, he said, well, actually it's not really necessary. It's uh, kind of redundant. And so, no, we don't use it. What would you oh. say to that? I think, well, if your work could be faster, so, and results could be achieved uh, faster and it's, it's better to use all tools. I know it's just logical, right? Yes. So I keep getting told by professional trainers that just adding the intermediate bridge without mm -hmm. the name and explain and all the things that make it even faster that they can cut 22 to 75% or 20 to 75% of their training time. Yes. Just instantly, mm -hmm. which is like amazing. So what did you go through before you got to SATS? What kind of training did you uh, You know, uh, as, as a dog trainer and behaviorist, I always carefully paid attention uh, to the emotion of dogs because it for me it was the most important part of my job and um, I was tough this by my Ridgeback who is so sensitive so independent you know I think probably all Ridgebacks are similar and yes, um, for such big toughy dogs they yes. have very delicate <laughs> egos right yes 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 you yes, have yes. insulted me <laughs> oh. uh, you, I always, uh, always been uh, convinced uh, that in order to change unwanted behavior, uh, we must change the emotion first. Mm. Emotion, uh, emotion that are the basis for such behavior. Yeah. Uh, so I used uh, habituation. I used uh, uh, counter conditioning. Um, and results were neither uh, spectacular nor fast nor quick. Like mm -hmm. people that even consider themselves specialists in separation anxiety were reporting online that, you know, clients should be prepared to spend weeks, months, or even years solving separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you dealt with any separation anxiety since learning these techniques? Yes. Yes. I, I worked with um, uh, a dog. Uh, uh, it was um, a dog of my friend, but she, um, she, uh, it, it was dog uh, of her father and this okay. father died. And she, uh, uh, take care of uh, uh, this dog when this dog has five years old. 
Okay. And, and he never um, stay alone in home, uh, never in his life before. Ah, okay. Yes. And, and it was, he's also grieving now. Yes, but it was so fast. I think we um, we need uh, needed about three or four weeks to resolve this problem definitely. Wow. And you were just brand new with SATS at that time too. Yes, 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 of course. Of course. That's outstanding. So was this like a session once a week or something for three or four weeks? Uh, we, it, it, it was, uh, she called to, uh, to me, we made a video session because um, uh, she lived um, about 300 kilometers from me and we use uh, uh, conditional relaxation, of course, uh, cycles uh, and uh, bridges, especially bridges. And um, it was, oh my God, I, I, I was so, uh, you know, I, I was touched when I uh, get a message from owner of these dogs. Thank you very much because I, um, I, I, I have my life again. Wow. I may... Yeah, I may go for a meeting or for shopping, and I'm calm because my dog is calm also. Wow. It, was, it was fantastic. And he now has that life skill. No matter what happens to him or where he goes, yes. he has this important life skill. Yes, yes. Did you ever estimate how much total training time it took? Oh, I don't didn't count it. So but you know, my my friend isn't. Uh, uh, she is very. Um, she 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 has worked. Uh, she has her life. So I don't think it was very much <laughs> time. So how much time did you actually invest in leading them? I went. When I think about all this uh, call session and the video session, I think maybe eight, maybe 10 hours. Okay. I think. Mm -hmm. And you said before that when you tried using counter conditioning and desensitization, you didn't get the results you wanted. Yes. Did you feel like your results that you got were faster than desensitization and counter conditioning? Uh, of course, of course. So that leads us to another question, which is a lot of people, of course, people that haven't actually studied the protocols for perception modification, they will say, oh, I already do that. That's just desensitization. That's just <laughs> counter conditioning. Well, I love it. I love him because I thought the same. Oh, you did? Uh, uh -huh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and now what do you tell to the younger Sylvia? <laughs> oh my God, it's so much more, so much. So as oh. a trainer learning this, did you find it really demanding or confusing or... You know, like you knew one thing to do. What were the challenges of taking this new material, this new technique on board and making it your own? Hi, Ceresia. <laughs> she she walked up. <laughs> okay. Come, come, come. 
Shmushka. <laughs> oh. She's like, I'm the real star. That I'm really the person you want. Yes, to yes, me, me, me. Suja, kochanie, idź stąd, Myszko. Idź, 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 idź. Dziękuję. Bardzo dziękuję. Okej. Super. Today she's, um, uh, I am, I'm so proud of her because she saw her first rabbit on the fields. Okay. Yes, and uh, you know, name and explain. So I told her what uh, what it is that it's a rabbit, and uh, it was so quick quick because uh, we uh, we um, made um, target and bridges, and she come back to me wow. <laughs> just like a wow. dog, not like Rhodesian Ridgeback. <laughs> right, and here's the thing about it: you didn't actually do a rabbit training session. No, no, she it was had- first rabbit. She understood the basics from other work you had done. And all you did is explain to her what you wanted her to do. And she acted as if she were fully trained for that yes. challenge. Yes, because, because we practiced a lot, uh, target and bridge bridges uh, uh, when we train recall. So for her was only, um, I, I, I must add information that it's a rabbit. Yeah. And the rest was was the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Business as usual. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Thank you. So we're going to get back to that again when we watch the video. But I think that's so amazing. Uh, We have a gentleman in Scotland who taught a bunch of deer hound to not go off after deer. And it really Mm -hmm. didn't take him long at all. And I worked with a dog in Florida that was going to be a search and recovery dog. So I wanted her to know the smells of all the things that she might encounter because some of them were dangerous to her, some were dangerous to us. And we wanted her to know what it was because otherwise she might feel like she wanted to run after it just to see. Mm -hmm. So we got scat and sign from all these different animals and we um, named each one for her and what I was amazed to find out is I could then take rubber animals and Mm -hmm. associate them with the scat or the sign you know that's what they call the smell of it guys Mm -hmm. so I could associate the rubber thing with the smell then I could plant these rubber animals along the trail. And at the beginning of the trail, I could say to the dog, we're looking for a mountain lion. And the dog would go straight to the rubber animal that had the mountain lion smell. Outstanding. That's really good. Now, can you take me to the rattlesnake smell? Dog went back to where we had already passed and showed me the rubber animal. In other words, she was aware of each one of these things, but she was also understanding that we weren't looking for anything but the mountain lion at this time, but we might come back and look for it at any time. So if you're working with tracking animals, if you're working with hunting animals or search and recovery, you can literally teach your animal the names of all these things and tell them. So one of the things that struck me is with search and recovery, 
they don't teach the animals to alert on the scent of live people, just cadavers. Mm-hmm. Well, I happen to notice in the news that there's a number of people that uh, capture and torture people and kill them on their property and bury them. But they have other people that are alive that they're still torturing. If I sent my dog looking for a missing person and they happen to find this cadaver, I would want to know if there was also a live person there. Call me, you know, fearful. I would want to know. So I taught the dogs to tell us what did they find? Did you find a mountain lion or a cadaver? Did you find a mountain lion or other? Did you find a cadaver or a live person? Did you find a cadaver and a live person? So there's lots of ways to let the animal tell us directly, but just teaching them what these animals are is incredibly useful. And in your case, you just added it to your recall thing that you were already doing. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Okay, so uh, we were saying that you said you've always been convinced that you, that you have changed the emotions. Yes, but you know, I, I I also heard about other methods, such as flooding, which is so horrible for me. You know, it's uh, idea of flooding is. Uh, I can't see um, any any positives in in this method, uh, and uh, it seems me, like I, it would impact your relationship. Yes, yes, and you know when you have so independent animal like my Rhodesian Ridgebacks, uh, it may finish uh, all relation yeah. between owner yeah. and dog. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I also was uh, was taught that you know uh, don't talk too much uh, to your dog because oh, yeah. dog, <laughs> it doesn't understand uh, human language. He, he understands also only um, body language, you know. So don't talk. Um, and uh, now it seems to me uh, it, it's it's absurd <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because they clearly understand, right? Oh my God, so much. So much. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. And I see animals come back and tell me, okay, I was working on this. I want to show you what I thought of. And of course, I'm like thinking about the laundry list or something like what? (laughs) And they'll find a way to show me their idea. A lot of Mm -hmm. times it's an improvement. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really great. So I agree with you about flooding. With flooding, we're going to get, uh, with all desensitization, the you don't see the evidence of stress, but that doesn't mean the stress is gone. Yes. yes. And we certainly don't want to rob an animal of the sense of being able to be effective in its own rescue so to speak like Mm -hmm. you know if you get uh if you start to get caught in muddy water if you start to get covered with 
uh, husks with horses. They would put horses in these round pens. And then if they started to do certain things, they would just cover them up with grain husks. Well, you know, it protects the animal from kicking out or, you know, hurting himself, falling over, whatever, but there was nothing they could do. And so they would just be up to their eyeballs in these grain husks and just kind of like sitting there like, you know, I, I don't know what I can do. I just have to submit to this. And I know with exotic animals and predators, I would expect that to be not just humiliating, but a really dangerous place to put that animal. To put an animal into a sense of powerlessness is not what I want to do. I yes, want. To I have. I have quite an um, um, example because um, uh, before these young Ridgebacks, I uh, I was uh, the owner of uh, Great Dane, and uh, I had um, really beautiful female uh, from Spain, and she was so sensitive and fragile, and uh, all uh, vet doctors always repeated that she's so great dog, so good girl, she's so calm and oh my God, how fantastic patient she is. No, wow. she wasn't She wasn't calm and she wasn't good. She was scared to death. Uh. And yes, so she behaved great, but uh, her emotion was wow. And uh, then I realized that uh, it's not important, only important how your dog um, behave. It's yeah. also important what he feel inside because. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And a lot of SATS is all about recognizing the sovereignty of yes. our animal partners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, I yes. agree with you. That's so important. Mm -hmm. So you say looking back. What you said your work with animals was unextraordinary? Yes, because I was a absolutely typical dog trainer. Don't talk uh, uh, talk, talk to your dog. Um, uh, only um, uh, give a short command and give a snack when the, the dog's behavior is good. And I see such big difference now. Uh, mm. It's great. I, I would say that observing your training and the dogs that you uh, are training and the reports, you know, once in a while I see your clients and your friends commenting on your work. I would definitely call you an extraordinary trainer. <laughs> I, I'm Thank really eager to see where you go with this. And, and another thing, Sylvia, that you've been extraordinary on is I think the biggest challenge for trainers when they're getting and once they have been certified is to reimagine, recreate their businesses. Because we give you a way to teach a regular obedience class that would take six to eight weeks in two weeks. What are you yes. going to do with the extra time? Well, yes. you could run cycles for those animals for all these different problems and prepare them for an entire life of success. Or you could get them started on 
bridge and target skills and take that owner from just training to get rid of a problem to training because they love it and their dog loves it. And therefore turn up, you know, most dog trainers get a client who has a problem that's causing them pain and they just want that pain gone. And then they're out of business with that client. Hey, let's transform that client into a long-term client who loves to do this because it's so easy and so fun and their dog is so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, ah, so then I ask you, how much of um, Rasha's training did you do? Uh, Sats training or uh, any training? Well, you've been her sole trainer, haven't you? Uh, yes, yes. We we trained uh, scent work. We trained uh, Rayleigh obedience. We trained a lot, but from January uh, last year, uh, we are focused uh, especially uh, in Sats, so- and it improved everything. Also, for example, scent work and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, one of our um, people was doing articles for uh, utility dog competitions. And it was the first time. And these people had all this stuff where they tied down all these dumbbells to a board, except for the one that was correct that had the scent on it. And she and I talked about the presentation. I said, well, consider this. Consider holding two dumbbells in tongs and saying, okay, this one has my scent and this is other. Mm -hmm. And then just go set the two down and send your dog after the one with my scent. And she did that and the dog picked it up immediately. There was no trial and error There was no fumbling. It was done in 10 seconds. And then she just kept adding more and more dumbbells. And the dog was like simple enough. And she, every single time, I mean, she did that entire teaching thing in a single session. Mm -hmm. It becomes trivial. Yes. When dog understands what do you want from him, it's so easy for a dog. Yeah. Yeah, we often say it when we're studying together that training is 90% clear communication. Yes. It is not about repetition. It is not yes. one bit about. In fact, repetition can destroy performance. Wow. Okay, so let me see if we've got any more questions here. Oh, yeah, we still have a lot of questions. You know, maybe <laughs> what we should do is two different um, sessions. You want to do that? Okay. It's great for me. Yeah, I, I think it would be a lot of fun. So let mm-hmm. me just ask you. Oh, I'm dying to ask you this this series. What was the top challenge you wanted to solve with Rasha when you came to SATS? Uh, when I, you know, when I um, uh, start your uh, online course, you ask me about this, 
And uh, first I thought, oh my God, I don't have any, any problem because, okay, she's chasing animals, white animals, but she's Rhodesian Ridgeback. So it's, it's normal. Uh, she, and she's quite good girl. And I start to think, and it's so funny. Our biggest problem was ironing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, 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 it it's, it's so, um, it, for me, it shows um, how important uh, emotions are. Because when Russia was about four or five months old, she, uh, she got frightened when my ironing board collapsed with a, such a thought. It was, oh, okay. oh my God, it, it, it was so loud. So she ran away to the next door. Uh, and when I found her, she was trembling. Aww. She was really scared. Her eyes are so big, you know, big and round. And she had beat herself. She was really, really scared. And it, it's true, I swear, it took me about five years to be able to unfold my ironing board. Oh, near wow. Her. You know, it, it was like this. When I had uh, snacks in my head, hand, okay, uh, it was possible uh, to have her near my ironing uh, board, but when snacks uh, finished, she ran uh, to, 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 to the next door. Okay. Uh, yes, and okay, I, 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 I be able to unfold my dog near her, but <laughs> she still showed a lot of discomfort. Yeah. So yes, it, it was so hard for me because any owners uh, want to have a, um, a, a, a dog in stress, you know. Yeah. So I stopped to ironing. <laughs> hey, listen. As far as I'm concerned, she did you a favor. I'm afraid of ironing yes. just like she is. Yeah. <laughs> dog yes, has a better this, idea here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. What happened next? Uh. You know, uh, you are the person uh, who um, improved, no, improve it, but uh, I have so many uh, things to iron now, so I don't know it's improving. <laughs> yes, uh, now I am able to iron, iron near her without any sign of distress. Yeah, and you've got the video to prove it. Yes, yes. It, and it took, um, took about one month, four weeks, about four weeks, uh, to to resolve our problem wow problem five, uh, which uh, i can't uh, I, I i i can't resolve for five years uh, before right so five years three three weeks four weeks about wow. four weeks i think amazing that mm -hmm. that's really amazing it's funny because you think that the thing will just get better with time. They even yes. have adages, you know, uh, all heal time heals all things. It doesn't, it doesn't, it can be that time and repetition just keep opening the wound. Mm -hmm. And yet it can be so simple and speedy to heal that wound. But the tool to heal it is not time. It's communication. It's understanding. It's empowerment. 
And here's the thing for a lot of people, those sound like kind of woo, 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 woo kinds of ideas, but it's not, it's very practical. And there's a person in America that's very popular and he has a podcast called um, The Problem with John Stewart. And they were talking about the problems with the coronavirus vaccine and people not respecting the medical authorities. And they started talking about what re was required to build trust and respect. Well, that's the first thing that we cover in SATs. And they said, uh, you have to be transparent. You have to share information. You have to make it of mutual benefit. And I'm like, yes. And here's the other three things you guys need to know. So if you're out there listening and you're a fan of Jon Stewart, do me a favor. I sent him a link to the podcast that describes doing that. Write him a note on one of his podcasts and recommend that they look at the very first podcast we did, which is called Integrity. Because if they want to know how to build trust and respect between any individuals, there it is all worked out and we test it over and over and over again with thousands of trainers and thousands of animals. So let's get this out there where it can help more people and more animals. Wow, that's really amazing. So let's do this. We've got our uh, the videos in the chat. We can just look at them. And let's look at the ironing videos today. And then when we do the next one, we can focus on the game. Does that sound good? Okay, now if you okay. want, I, I can find uh, the iron. Here it is. Okay. There we go. This is the before video. Now I can stop it. Is there anything you want to say ahead of time? Yes, uh, she uh, noticed in this moment that something will happen. That I turn on, uh, uh, I start, uh, I, I want to iron. So look at her, at her behavior. Okay, so we can see whatever you have mm -hmm. here and you, I, you put up the board just now. All right, so let's keep yes, going. Yes, but it's only board. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're yes. just plugging and it in there. My mother so called me. Now. Yes. And I think that it, it, it will, be, it will be, be better when I see it come uh, and maybe, it, maybe she start to behave different. And okay, she came to me. Uh, but uh, in a few seconds, uh, you will see how how will change uh, her behavior when I start something uh, again? She's already looking apprehensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. 
Yes. That's funny. Okay, so now let's look at another one that's an after. Uh, in Polish, I explain her what uh, will I do. That I will iron. And I breach her. And you don't see any discernible worry. Yes, she's not glued <laughs> for this coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Glad that you reassured us. Love your bridging. You have excellent bridging. And you know, I I uh, I also add steam for this. It was oh, you're um, steaming it. Impossible. Uh, for... I can't believe yes, you iron yes. your towels. No, no, it was only <laughs> because Tyron, uh, 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 towel is big and uh, it was also for her um, more difficult when clothes are bigger. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a training choice. Yes. She, I love the way she keeps like raising her eyebrows. She's actually looking at it. And that steam, mm -hmm. that would drive Rocky right out of his tree. <laughs> we had to teach him to be able to tolerate the sound of steam, etc. Yes, okay. yes, of course. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows the setup for this. Let's watch it again. So here she is. She's definitely alert, but she's calming herself. She knows that she has to be easy, and she is in the easy position, and she's easy, dang it. But watch her eyebrows as this goes on because you can see her paying attention to everything that happens. Yes. Here yes. we go. <laughs> That was a big steam let off. Woo, there it is again. She just barely raises her eyes. So instead of apprehension at the beginning, we have her getting herself ready. And instead of leaving, she observes it. Oh, good. Now they're going to watch it on TV and Cerise go, oh, no, that's Rasha, isn't it? Yes. yes. Rasha, you good dog. Look at you. Yes. Look at how easy you are. What a good girl. You are famous, Rasha. You did a great job on ironing. Yes, and you know, uh, only four weeks. Yeah, so somebody asked me, 
oh, my dog is three year old, three years old. Is there any chance that I can change this dog's mm-hmm. behavior? What would you tell them? Oh, she, she was uh, six years old. Then. There you go. We, <laughs> we see them melt away their difficult behavior in really it's an average of 15 hours if if we had to say what's the average time to solve a problem it's 15 hours of training time yes and that seems like a lot of time but we'll do a session i'll do a session for up to five hours at once so it could be three days Mm -hmm. and that's when i'm in seminars but you could do it less time. And have you found that the dogs accelerate as they get more experienced? Oh, when a dog has more experience, he can, um, he knows what will happen. Yeah. So I think it's it's the answer because when he knows what will happen and he can, you know, uh, change from um, alert to easy and he uh, understand how to do this it's so 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 e- it's so much easier for for him yeah it's I- i've mm-hmm. seen the dogs like the first time we go out together they've learned how to do all these things but now we're putting it to the test and they see let's say other dogs and i remember this one um malinois and she starts to alert on the other dogs and gets ready to do a good bark. And I said, if you stay easy, you can stay out and walking. Otherwise, I have to put you in the car. And she goes, oh, look at those roses over there. And she walks over to the roses and she starts smelling the rose roots like it's the most interesting thing in the world. And her owner says, oh, she shouldn't be in the flower bed. Take her out of the roses. I'm like, nope, leave her alone. Because the dog was using the roses to focus her attention away from this temptation. And she did it great. And I was like, outstanding. And then she continued to do all this other stuff correctly every time she encountered people. And we see that in a lot of these drivey dogs anyway, where, you know, they figure out, I need to carry a ball around, or I need to carry a tug around. I need to give my teeth something to do so that I don't accidentally bite somebody. And that's that dog taking responsibility and planning for their own success. That's a great thing. That is so cool to see. Well, folks, when the next time we talk with Sylvia, we're going to show you all these game videos. And it's amazing. And this is right at the beginning that they, of the start of SATS. I'm talking about a week or two in. So here's something that a lot of people never learn how to fix. And Sylvia, you were fixing it. It's almost like the first thing you did. Oh, when I speak in with uh, another Rhodesian Ridgebacks uh, owners, and I told them that uh, my Russia uh, didn't chase wild animals now, and we I did it without electric uh, collar, uh, they don't believe. 
<laughs> Can they see your video? Of course. Well, so uh, yes, but you know, uh, 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 they they always uh, always ask, "Wow, no electric collar training? No, no at all." <laughs> they just don't believe it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what we should do is we should put together an online class for Rhodesian Ridgeback owners and other hunting dog owners yes. covering just that because there's calling your animal off game. There's telling your animal what game you're looking for. There's asking your animal what game are there. We mm -hmm. have a lady that lived in uh, Canada on the West Coast. And she was remarking that she had a problem with her horse because she would want to go riding. And sometimes her horse wanted to go riding and sometimes her, do her horse didn't want to go riding. And I said, well, um, are there barren mountain lion where you live? Well, yes, now that you mention it. Okay, do you want to go riding when there are bear and mountain lion in the area? No. Do you think it would be a good thing to find a way to ask your horse if there were bear or mountain lion in the area before you go riding. Yes. So she got together with her local rangers and they got the scat and so on so she could teach the dog, the horse, what the animal was. This smell is associated with the label bear. This smell is associated with the label mountain lion. She goes out. Mm -hmm. She wants to go for a ride before she even said she wanted to go for a ride. She asked him, do you smell mountain lion? No. Do you smell bear? No. Do you want to go for a ride? Yes. The first time he didn't want to go for a ride and he smelled bear, she was very glad for being able to ask him that. She then took it one step further because some days he just didn't feel like going up in the mountains. But he did mm -hmm. want to go visit his friend, Ginger, his girlfriend. So she would then tell him, okay, there's no bear. There's no mountain lion. If you go up into the mountains with me for half an hour, then we'll come back and visit Ginger for 15, meal, for 15 minutes. Deal? Yes. So then she'd mount up and he would be perfectly cooperative. He he had gotten his needs met at the same time that he was meeting hers. I think that's so great. Uh, I'm I smiling because, you know, uh, um, uh, I did, uh, I, I, I'm doing the same uh, because uh, when it's raining, my Russia uh, doesn't want to pee. Okay. Uh, and she... Can can um, uh, not not pee uh, about uh, twenty four hours, for example, wow. when when it's raining and it's so long. So now now it's 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 just so simple. Uh, it's uh, uh, I I only um, asking her, uh, and uh, I show her it's raining Russia. But if you make a pee. I will give you this snack, okay? And she, okay, I hate you, but okay. <laughs> I, I... And she goes out and does the prerequisite pee and comes yes. back. 
Yes, and it's absolutely wonderful because you never uh, forced your dog uh, to pee. You can, uh, with your strength, um, take him to uh, outside. But that's all what what you uh, can do uh, with your strength, and you know, with sets you can do everything. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so too, and we can do it so quickly, and we can <laughs> yeah. do it. Oh, there's a lot of trainers that work with marine mammals and they get to the end of their career and they are not happy with what they did to the animals. And so I always counsel up and coming exotic animal trainers, whether it's marine mammals or zoo animals or whatever, decide who you want to be with these animals right at the beginning and never compromise your standards. Because once you lose, once you destroy your integrity, you cannot get it back. So make exactly. sure that everything you do meets your own satisfaction, that you will never be sorry or embarrassed by how you interacted with your animals. Now that's hard to do. When I was younger, I didn't have the skills that I have now. And I did do things that I would not do now. And I did things that mm -hmm. embarrassed me now and that I don't think were as fair to the animals as they should have been. But the fact is, is that this is how professional trainers were training at the time. This is what I was taught. I had to go out and figure out a different way to do it. And of course, that way is sats. All right, so let's do this other one as soon as we can. We're all so busy, but I can't wait to talk to you again. And thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you very much. Okay, so this is a bright up and coming trainers, folks. More later. Thank you all for coming to spend time with us. Take care and... Um, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Bye-bye. Hey, fans. Are you enjoying training with Casey? Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Casey Covert on YouTube. That is youtube.com forward slash C slash Casey Covert. Also, give the podcast a like, share, and comment. Thanks for joining us. Come back for more news and views on animal training and living with animals. Stay at the top of the pack with Casey. This is Joseph Laughlin, producer of Training with Casey. See you next time.